Welcome back to the Nation Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, today, I've got a really good, great guest with me today. It's Teal Mecca, sales specialist, extraordinaire, knows everything there is about this topic. Um, <laughs> but he does really, actually. He's, a, he's an absolute boss when it comes to sales. And sales is something that is um, that we don't talk enough about in business. And so anyway, it's great to have you on, Teal Mecca. Glad to have you here. Kia ora, man. Thank you for having me here. Um, and thank you for the introduction. <laughs> um, boss, I, I know a few things, enough to be dangerous whether or not I'm good at this to be determined. Yeah. But look, you are, and I know you are, and you're just humble. But what I would like to get into today is I'm going to hit you straight up, get, dive straight into this topic. You, you know as well as me that there's a lot of people in business, but specifically in the Māori and Pacifica business space where we don't. We look at sales as a dirty thing. We're not embracing it that we need to, and we have this misconception of what sales is. Why do we have that? And what? Yeah. Why do we have it? And what do you see in the marketplace? And what do you think some of the reasons why people feel that way? Um, I'm not going to say why for everyone, but yeah, I'm going to say why for me, and um, yeah. I'm going to go back just to my history and what I saw. You know. For me and my whanau and um, anyone else like me growing up, and I'm putting that across all Polynesia. I'm going to go for the whole Maori, mm. Fijian, um, yeah. Samoan, Tongan. I just feel like whanau was sort of the same across the board. We just had different limits, depending, and um, and that's including the way that religion plays into our whanau lives and um, how that yeah. plays into you know just the way we are around sales. So for me, um, a lot of uh, hey. You're not here to be heard, you know, to be seen, yeah. not heard. All yeah, those yeah, old yeah, school yeah. sayings like, shh, yeah, dad's uh, coming back, dad's coming yeah. back. It's like, the, yeah. um, you get what you're given. I still love that one. You get what you're given. You get what you're given. <laughs> hey, you just take what you're given. But all these stories or all these ways of behaving, your uncles, your mm. aunties, um, you were given quite a lot of expectation dumped on you. So mm. much expectation, and so you therefore have to try to rise to meet this expectation, which you never seem to meet because they always seem to be disappointed at you. And so they start saying, oh, I'm too noisy, I'm not quiet enough, oh, I mm. ask for too much, I need to ask for less, and all those things start dialing mm. in because guess what? If you ask for less, they're nicer to you, and they give you more. Like They reward not asking for stuff. Like sometimes um, my little brother that didn't ask because I did ask would get more money for not asking, you know. And I was, so I was like, oh, man, what's that about? And so yeah. all of that coming into it. And then on top of that, when I saw religion play its part, like, oh, that's pretty strict. And um, you have to play a really tight role. The kind of human being you have to be with religion wrapped around you on top of your indigeneity, so to speak. Yeah. You get so boxed and, well, no, sorry. You don't, I felt like I got so boxed in a sense. And religion wasn't yeah. even pumped on me that hard, you know. And so yeah. I come along, I'm actually supporting salespeople, but everyone's telling me, oh, Talkers make great salespeople. And I'm like, going, oh, geez, I know how to talk. Oh, I must be bloody awesome. Then people yeah. go, geez, you know a lot about this topic. Because you have product knowledge and because you can talk and get on with people, 
like most Polynesians that I know in whānau, like, regardless of all the strict thing, we have to interact with a whole lot of people, different ages. So we've got this whole relationship thing really going on. And because there's something at the forefront of what we do, our ability to connect on different levels, massive, you know. So mm. that, that, that part of the journey, the connection part, yep, yep, Polynesians, we're all good with that. And, and probably the same in business. Awesome at yeah. connecting. Not yeah. good at selling, but connect like hell, you know. <laughs> and so we got that part down. Um, knowledge. That, that... Oh, bro, bro, bro. Give me two six. Give me two six. It just gave me a notification that your browser is limiting the storage available. Are you on incognito mode? No. Oh, yes. You are? Yes. I oh, am yeah. on incognito. Do I need to be out so, of there? Yeah, just drop off and come back on and we'll edit this bit out. So what do we do? We're at four minutes. So just drop out, leave the room, jump back out, and not in incognito mode. Um, yep. Yeah, I didn't want to stop him mid sentence. <laughs> yeah, he's funny, eh? Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool, dude. So expressive. <laughs> there needs to be a pause button, eh? That's all right. We're going to have to stop it anyway. You're going to have to cut it anyway. Yeah. All right. Message has gone away. Sorry about that one, bro. Nah, that's all good. That's all good. Uh, what have we got? Five minutes? 45? 50? Something like that? Cool. Um, all right, bro. Keep going. You're about to jump into the next bit. Or do you want me to jump in? Oh no, just uh, cap down. Just cap down and then I'll give it three seconds and then jump in and yeah, start no. talking. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Recording and then I've got the bloody battery signal pop up. Oh. Uh, yeah, go, go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Outtakes. <laughs> I'll count you back in. We're recording anyway, but then you go. Three, two, one. And so that whole religion piece, you know, with the strictness, mm. it really sort of comes along and essentially just tells us to behave a certain way in a certain situation. And so, lo and behold, when we become adults and when we need to ask for something and we've been brought up in this way to, you know, know our role, you know, know where you sit in the whanau and, you know, play by the rules. Mm. Asking was one of the hardest things yeah. for me to do. And, yeah. and I go and ask other Polynesians, did I know? And it's the same. It's the yeah. same across the board. And to the point where when I bring those kind of scenarios up, they're all like, yep, yep, yep. yep. And maybe Absolutely. maybe I shouldn't bring those scenarios up to actually get a true true response and just ask them. You know, did you ever have times in your sales career where you felt like asking was hard? Why was that? Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. But um, that's where 
I feel that sales gets a lot of, um, I suppose, a lot of the dirtiness, so to speak, yep. in terms of it's breaking the rules. And then yeah. there's all the dirtiness of all the ways you were taught to look at it, the used car salesman, yeah. all yeah. these typical types of salespeople, you know, yep. the yep. the greasy, the greasy one, and and the slick, yeah. the slick back here. Yeah. Whereas, if you're actually doing it right, and, and this is this is the flip of the switch, and this is something yep. that I had to. Uh, I had to sort of figure out for myself was it's the whole reframe. Yeah. It's the whole reframe. And it took some time, you know, I've, I've been doing this for a long time. So mm. uh, I'll tell you the first four years of my career, yeah. <laughs> I was just doing it because like I knew yeah. that it had to be done, but yeah. I had my mind still locked in this. I need that order. I need to ask for that contract. I ask for it. I feel like a horrible person who does that. Man, oh man, I'm not telling anyone about this. I'm going to keep this yeah. one alone. <laughs> I just got me a deal, but nobody's finding out about this. I don't even want to celebrate or talk about it. Yeah. And then that also that changed. Um, the reframe change on that for me was when you're actually doing a good job and you're actually killing it, you're actually mm. helping them get where they want to go yeah yeah but once you see and hear people come back to you and say man i thought my gracious was shit but that was awesome it actually yeah. went how you said it was gonna go and yeah. i was like i know because i used to do those and i used to hate being yelled at and it sucks yeah. being yelled at <laughs> and then and then you sort of start you sort of start yeah. talking that way um being yeah. a lot more open a lot more vulnerable and that's when you get to learn that the the whole facade of sales and the whole techniques yeah. and all that yeah great foundations great things to yeah. practice but then yeah. then it just becomes the time to have a conversation and know when you call upon that experience or what it, whatever it is yeah but in a nutshell, that's the journey. Like that's what I saw yep. as me as a Polynesian, as a Māori, being brought mm. up in their strict way, being told not to ask for things, especially money, um, having whānau that ha had a bit of money but just not good with uh, in terms of the way that they used the money. That sort of impacted yep. me on that side. And then flipping over was the the reframe. And their reframe, yeah. I had to find something that really tied with my values and helping people out. Once I figured out that I was actually nailing yeah. it, Nice. And then they come along going, man, how do you know so much about the delivery process? I'm like, I had to do it heaps. Yeah. I had to do it heaps. You know, I had salespeople kicking my ass because I wasn't doing it well and stuff like that. And so yeah. through that knowledge, um, through learning how to sort of overcome myself and then mm. getting to that point where you could sort of just bundle into a conversation as opposed yeah. to a framework Amazing. or a script. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. As a as a Polynesian though, like you have to also be privileged enough to have have had examples of um, people that get knocked back but keep on say, oh yeah, yep. I'm going to keep going forward, and are able to get knocked back and and keep going forward. Like watching my oldest brother try to figure something out and then have it not work, and then just watches and his face goes like this. He, like as soon as it goes wrong, he goes, 
and, and he does this thing. And you know in his mind, he's gone, yeah. he's calculating. Mm. And so I had an example of someone that was like, I'm not doing this right, I can do this better. So I, I had a few examples like that, that sort of like, so in my mind, if I'm not doing something right, then the calculating face comes on. And I hope I don't yeah. look like him. I hope I don't look like yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's so interesting. I Like, you took it to a level deeper than I thought. You, I mean, I should have expected you to, knowing I've talked to you before, but um, that, you know, for me, it's always a, a lot of these fears that we have when we jump into sales and stuff like that, mm. right? And that I fear of rejection and all this sort of stuff. But to, to take it to that next level of, well, of course you have that fear of rejection or fear of being told off because that's, that's what you know. That's your whole life. That's all you know growing up as being told, hey, stop asking for more than what's been put on your plate. You know, just be grateful for what you've got. And so you, we don't want to ask for too much. And then when then not asking for the opportunities that we pr potentially deserve because we can actually give the help that our customers need. That, that's pretty cool. Like that's, that's why I do these podcasts, right? Like you, you listen to people and you, they take things to a level that you never thought of, which I think is great. So I think for people listening to this, like know that it isn't necessarily you, your fault that you think that way. But it's once you know it's not your fault, it's now your fault if you don't do anything to change it, right? Because mm. we're adults now, right? So, yeah. so yeah, yeah. for you, right? Uh, like we you, have to take control. Oh, well, awesome. I don't know. <laughs> awesome that you're an adult. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, like, talk about it. Like, if, if someone is thinking that way and they have had that life and that's them and they've just come to realization going, yeah, man, that's exactly me and what I've done, like, what, what's the first thing they should start to do? Like, how do they, what's some practical things that they can start going, maybe I should try this, maybe I should try that, maybe I should talk to this person. What do you think? What would you suggest? So just before you said, um, I normally do these things because I feel a way. But then what we just did beforehand was figure out that those feelings are all tied to events that happen in a situation. Mm -hmm. Those events in that situation create an environment and that environment is what impacts your psyche. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that constant learning and whatever that environment is, those events and those yep. situations, it's around going, hey, I'm doing this thing or I feel this way about a thing. So when it comes to sales, you have to realize like, like sometimes with Māori and Polynesians, they give you um, words or questions to ask but the way that the question is built up is not built up in a way that you would ever ask for anything because it's quite mm. direct. And mm. um, and so you have some people going, oh, this fellow's not making the cold calls, this fellow's not making the cold calls. Mm. What they don't realise is that it's actually his confidence around asking a question that way because he might get a hiding from his auntie for asking the question that way. And so it's, it's yeah. or, or a clip along, you know, the head or a, a bad look yep. from an uncle. Like back then, a look was a hiding, you know. A look was a hiding, you're going to get a hiding later, you know. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah. we, we can laugh about it now, you know. But like yeah, back then, yeah. you, 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 if it, even if it didn't happen to you, you go, oh, man, this is a lucky day for me. Look at the cussy over there. You go, not a lucky day for the cussy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but so... So you're going, this is the behavior, this is the symptom, this yeah. is the leaf on the tree. And that's the, you know, how you feel when you go to do something or the thing yeah. you keep on repeating that people tell you you keep on doing. That's the behavior, that's the symptom, so that's the leaf of the tree. 
And then we get into the buckets that are associated with the leaves. And those are the different branches that tie to the trunks. And so those buckets are the memories associated with that, Mm. the physical way we feel about that, the way we feel about that meant, and the way we think about that. So our perspective at the moment, like if I'm thinking back at my auntie about to give me a hiding, my whole perspective on that is like I'm scared, I'm afraid, I'm in trouble. That That's what mm. I mean by perspective. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's, it's around, oh, what do all the memories look like? Oh, okay. Mm. What do all the emotions feel like? Oh, yeah. Even physically, when I go through these memories, how do I physically feel? Um, for example, when I used to get told off or feel like I was in trouble, I could feel just before the moment and I feel my heart start palpitating and my stomach starts tightening. Yep. Now, I learned early in my career when I was working for my older brother, when I had made a mistake that anyone else is allowed to make the mistake, but I'm not allowed to make the mistake because I have to mm. be as good as my older brother, mm. my heart would start palpitating and then yeah. i realized i could just start going oh and as i traced it through my life i realized ah, okay that's my body response to fear of getting told off okay yeah. but like um i was the one that was responsible for putting myself in those positions and doing yeah. those <laughs> things that i did you know so that's how i identified ways to overcome that feeling but if we take it back to this whole um this person that is in sales um can't say the question he now has the behavior we just found that we now have the memories the emotions the physical responses and we also have the perspective that we have on that yeah now we have to talk about all of the actors yeah and that's your auntie yeah um and sometimes it goes down to sitting in a fake conversation with that auntie and yeah. just asking, like, going, what was going on in your world? Yeah. Well, what was going on there? Because guess what? Your auntie, your uncle, your father, all of them, they were up against it. Look at what yeah. they had to come through, you know, to put us into the space that we're in today, man. So yeah. fortunate. And, um, and when you get to that point where you realize, man, they were up against it. They might have been dishing out hidings, but not as bad as they got. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff was yeah. going on. And so... It's all, it's all about developing that whole process to allow you mm. to let go in some shape or form. And it's the underlying platform of what we call the toxic positive movement. So toxic positivity is, Stan, you just say these three things and that's going to work. Don't you deviate from saying these three things. You just keep it up. Whereas true positivity is like nutrition. We yeah. all get given the foundation of nutrition, but for each individual, it's... Hey, Stan, you probably shouldn't eat tomatoes. Mm. No tomatoes for you. Hey, um, yeah, everyone says that broccoli's good, but probably not for you. You might need more cabbage. And yep. so the things start becoming specific for you. You've got the right mm. foundation, and you're able to build up from there. And so that is just one process of trying yeah. to figure out how to let something go. Some people can do it with affirmations. Sometimes it's massive traumatic events, um, but... Once again, that process comes out of the best way to approach um, someone's emotional development is through the conversation because, once again, 
some people want you to behave a certain way, and that's talking about all the different personas of people that you're selling to, the way that you buy, and how to sort of communicate efficiently with them, and all that kind of stuff. But that's really a long-winded way of letting go yeah. of something so that you can move through it and do something yep. different. Yeah. Yep. Mate, so, so deep. I love it. Like, I had never, even when I decided well I knew that we we're gonna have a chat. I knew I was gonna get into this thing that I knew you'd always blow my mind or something, but like you've taken it to a whole new level. Like I even me sitting here listening is part of this and you know, like if you, I think I'm fairly good at sales and what I do in business, there are heaps of things that I don't do or I tra- built my business in a way so I don't have to do because of things that used to uh frightened me and scared me as a kid like you know you talk about like the person used to give the highest round for me that was obviously my dad you know he's a cook island man and when growing up you know he beat us for crying to tell us to stop crying you know mm. like why are you crying I'll hit, I'll hit you until you stop crying and then once you stop crying oh did I not hit you hard enough yeah you yep. know? <laughs> and but what that did is it like built like I have this real funny fear that I've been trying to overcome with older men um, who I see as sort of like father figures who could be father figures. And I have a real struggle of like, it's been a real hard process for me to build relationships with these people, especially in the business world and sales world and stuff like that. And so I know my success rate with older gentlemen is is way lower than it is with other demographics because I see dad in it. And it was been something I've been working on for the last sort of two years. And it's helped that dad came to work for me in this business. Yeah. Because it became... Um, you know, my junior, I suppose, and like my, he was one of my employees. So it sort of started to change that power dynamic. And it was a really good thing for me to employ him. It really helped squash a lot of stuff. But until you've said all this, I didn't really understand that's what I was doing. But now that I think back, it has. I still struggle with speaking to older men. Like it's, and, and a lot of the old men who may even watch this and I speak too freely, probably like, oh, I didn't see that. But well, you don't see me talk to, um, maybe older females who I, pre- I probably yeah, impose yeah, yeah, my mother yeah. on them, right? And stuff like that. Or younger people who I think of as my brothers and my cousins. They only see me speak to them and I'm respectful and I talk to them in a certain type of way because there's still that internal root fear of, fuck, is he going to hit me around the head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, man. I never really thought about it to that level. But, I mean, as you're saying it, like, that's where my mind's going. Like, And I can see that, I mean, as you said, especially in our Māori and Pacifica spaces, like, what my childhood was probably normal, if not pretty privileged compared to some people's, you know. And so uh, it's a, it is an interesting topic to dig into. And as, and so as we start to wrap this conversation up, we definitely need to have another podcast to dig into this further. <laughs> you know, you are telling me earlier before we kicked on, this is something, a space that you're moving into now. Is this something that you're trying to build and, and, and build awareness for and help companies or people overcome? Yeah, well, I I have a little belief within myself that um, sales done without the emotional side develops mm. inhumane behaviours. And what I mean by inhumane behaviours is how many people moan about the way that they're approached. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because the way that people have been taught to approach someone is inhumane. The way that you would approach someone if you were just walking up a street and just sort of wanted to ask a question or something would be super polite, um, you know, and you'd be like, yeah. um, um, excuse me, and you would probably go, look, if they're busy, probably leave them alone. Hey, guess what? They're sort of like that on the phone or 
They're sort of like yeah. that on social media. Their humours are sort of like that everywhere. Yeah. And and guess what? Yeah, they will take a polite face at first, um, and you know they'll probably smile and do that, but they'll still stay away. Therefore, yeah. whatever you're sequencing, whatever you're funneling, and all that, all those typically tap 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 taps, they all you know got to play their part to yeah. amount it to something. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, all right, man. Look, well, thank you for coming on. Thanks for just blowing my mind a little bit and i can imagine everyone who watches this as well um i look forward to catching up in person again soon no, it's been a little while since we caught up in person but hey thanks for coming on we'll get you back on soon because i want to unpack this a little bit further i've got so many questions running in my head um <laughs> if we didn't run out of time but uh yeah thanks so much bro it's always a pleasure speaking to you too good my man See you. cheers brother take care